What are you remembering this morning? We talked about last week being thankful and how it was a good week between Christmas and New Year's to stop and remember and think what God's done in your life. Anybody do that this week? I I love that song and uh, just remembering what the Lord's done in our lives, how he saved us and uh, what he's doing still today. We're, gonna, uh, we're not quite back to, to First Peter yet. We're going to be there uh, next week. This morning, uh, since we're all together, we just want to take some time to give praise to the Lord and remember what he's done, just like that song has said. And so we've, uh, we're together. I'm thankful for that. Uh, we have, uh, we've got two baptisms this morning. I'm looking forward to that. We've got a testimony of God's faithfulness uh, through the cottage ministry here at the church. And uh, we're going to be welcoming new members this morning. We have a lot to be thankful for. We have a lot to celebrate. And so uh, glad that you're here this morning with us to do that. We're going to be in Luke chapter 17 uh, this morning. If you've got your Bibles, you can be turning there. We'll have it on the screen as well. Uh, but let me, let me read this passage and then we're going we're gonna to look at it together. Luke chapter 17, uh, starting in verse 11. And it says, on the way to Jerusalem, and this is, this is speaking of Jesus, on the way to Jerusalem, he was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met by 10 lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices saying, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice, and he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he, and he said to him, rise and go your way, your faith has made you well. Heavenly Father, we have so much to be thankful for this morning. And uh, Lord, would you just help us to see from your word uh, the reasons we have to give thanks, uh, how important it is to have a, an attitude of thankfulness. Lord, would you uh, just open up the scriptures to our eyes this morning and give us understanding to, um, to what it says and, and how it should be affecting our lives. And I pray it in Jesus' name, amen. So we're dealing with this morning uh, these, these 10 guys and they're sick, they have leprosy. And of course, we don't really uh, deal with leprosy here in the US, although uh, as I was reading, I became aware that it does, it does still exist even here in our country, but it's treatable today. But um, if you had leprosy in the Bible, when we read of a leper, it probably meant a variety of skin diseases, one of them being leprosy as we know it today. Um, but it could, be, it could be any sort of skin disease, but particularly if they had leprosy, there was no treatment. And so um, this disease of leprosy meant that they, would, they wouldn't feel pain was really kind of the, the main symptom. And because they didn't feel pain, they didn't know that they were hurt. They didn't know that they were injured. They didn't take care of cuts and wounds. So these guys probably... Um, had uh, skin ulcers, they probably had open sores on their skin, they, they might have been missing, um, missing fingers or toes, maybe their ears, their nose would be disfigured, um, and so they were, they were outcast. Because there was uh, no cure, these people were not allowed to 
lived near anyone else. And so they were outcasts. They were not allowed to be in the city. They were not allowed to be in the villages. Um, they were ostracized. And one of the things that, uh, I don't know if I knew it or didn't know it, but became aware of it again, there was a smell associated with leprosy because of the open sores, because of maybe rotting flesh. Um, just if you went to a, uh, a leper colony, and I was, I was reading the, uh, a testimony of, of someone, a well-known speaker and author, you would know their name. They went overseas on a missions trip and one of the things they wanted to do while they were over there was to visit a leper colony to do some ministry. And their testimony was, I, I arrived at the colony and the smell was so overwhelming, I couldn't even go in. And so there was a lot that they, that they dealt with. In Leviticus chapter 13 and 14, um, it's, <laughs> it, it, it's so interesting as I was as re- reading through this. If someone suspected that they might have leprosy, maybe they had a, just any sort of sore or skin rash on them, they would have to go to the priest. So the priest kind of doubled as the doctor. And so they would go to the priest, the priest would look at it, and the priest would say, yeah, we, you, w- there's some reason for concern. Um, go and isolate yourself for a week and then come back. So they would come back after a week and, and show it to the priest again and the priest would look at it and either say, hey, you're fine, you know, go, go about your way. Or the priest would say, yeah, that still doesn't look too good. You need to isolate for another week. You can read this, Leviticus, Leviticus chapters 13 and 14. They'd come back again after the second week and again, they'd either be cleared or... Uh, if it was still, especially if it was, if it was oozing, maybe the, the hair had, cut, had changed color, um, they would be banished from the community. So how many, how many have been in two, two weeks of isolation at some point this year? <laughs> yeah, I was there too. Um, so if, if they were determined to have leprosy, uh, they would tear their clothes, they'd have to let their hair grow out. And if they came across somebody, they would have to cover their mouth and call out, unclean, unclean. So they had two weeks of isolation, they had to cover their mouths, uh, very similar to some of the things that we've been doing it this, this past year. Um, but they, they wanted to make sure there was no interactions with this person because there was no cure. And if it was uh, leprosy of the most severe kind, they would um, you know, quite possibly lose limbs. It would be a lifelong affliction. Now, if after, say, a month, a sore seemed to be healing up, they could go back to the priest and say, look, this is what you were looking at, and the priest could uh, allow them to be brought back into society. So let me read just a couple verses. I don't, think, I don't think this will be on the screen, but Leviticus chapter 13, 45 through 46, this is kind of the conclusion. Um, the leprous person who has the disease, so it's been determined, they've done their two weeks of isolation, they've got the disease, uh, shall tear their clothes, shall wear torn clothes, uh, that's an identifying factor, let their, their hair of his head hang loose, he shall cover his upper lip and cry out, unclean, unclean, he shall remain unclean as long as he has the disease, he is unclean, he shall live alone, his dwelling shall be outside of the camp. So anyone that's done some isolation this, this year, or maybe at home this morning, thinking, I'm just staying away from people right now, a leper could relate to that because they lived a, a life of isolation. So when we look here in the story this morning in Luke chapter 17, Jesus is just traveling 
um, on his way to Jerusalem, he entered a village and he was met by 10 lepers. So these guys were probably keeping their distance, probably more than six feet. I don't know what they had to, what the distance was, but probably more than six feet. So they would have been standing back there and uh, they must have known who Jesus was. They must have heard of his reputation. They must have heard maybe of, of the miracles and maybe the healing that he had done um, during his time. And so they came to him and we see in verse um, 13, they lifted up their voices and they called out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. They were, they were looking for, for healing. They were desperate. They were, they were isolated. They were alone. They had no hope. And when I was reading this, I'm thinking, you know, our sin is a lot like leprosy. You know, my f- first, you don't even notice it, and then you know, oh, I got a bit of a, oh, that's no big deal, it'll be fine, it'll go, it'll go away, it's not a big deal. But sin left undealt with, it grows, and it consumes us, and can take our lives. So, um, sin is a lot like leprosy, and, and these, these guys come to Jesus and say, Jesus, have mercy of us, on us. And it makes me think of 1 John 1, 9, that says, if we confess our sins... He's faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So these guys come to Jesus. They, they're begging for mercy. And verse 14 says, when he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourself to the priest. So this would be, um, th- this would be the first step that they would have to take to, be, to get you know, sort of a clean certificate, I guess, to, to get back into uh, normal life and, and, and living and, and with family and with friends. And so uh, these guys, I believe in faith, uh, went towards the priest. And it says in verse 15, um, excuse me, still in verse 14, it says, as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice, and he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. That's the proper response, isn't it? Right? To, to see, well, wait a minute, I'm the, the leprosy, it's gone. And he turned back to give thanks to Jesus, and uh, he fell on his face. Now, if we say, man, that guy, he fell flat on his face. We, that would be an indication of some sort of failure. But when we read in the Bible that someone fell on their face, it was out of awe and out of reverence and out of gratitude, extreme gratitude, just awe and wonder. Jesus, you did this for me. And he just fell at Jesus' feet and he worshiped him. He was amazed that Jesus, they, they begged for mercy, that Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he realized that Jesus had had mercy on him, he had this proper response of just falling on his face and worshiping Jesus and giving him thanks. And that's, that's an attitude I think we need to embrace. I know I need to embrace it. I'm not always, I, th- I think I'm a thankful person and then I th- think back and think, well, I don't, know. I don't know if I said thank you. I was thankful, but did I say thank you? And this guy, he turned and he, he made sure that he thanked Jesus. But I was also thinking, have you ever been in Jesus' place where you've done something, you've for someone. You've given mercifully, graciously, generously, and you wonder, did did he not notice? Did she not notice? Like, I went out of my way for them. And if if you ever find yourself in that place, just thinking, man, a little thanks would be nice. This is where Jesus is. He says, well, wait a minute. We're not 10 cleansed. Where are the nine? 
And so I asked myself this question, do I wanna be the one or do I wanna be in the nine? And I, and I think, my, well my answer was, well I wanna be the one and I think if I asked you that this morning, you would say, well I, will, I wanna be the one, I wanna be the person full of thanksgiving, full of uh, gratefulness. Um, Pastor Darrell might say, having an attitude of gratitude. But there was only one that went back to thank Jesus. Now, it doesn't mean the other nine weren't thankful that they were healed, that they weren't grateful, but they didn't express that to the one who had healed them. So Jesus said, were not ten cleansed, where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said, rise up, go your way, your faith has made you well. I was reading the Psalms this week, and uh, Psalms 103 is one of my favorite Psalms, but it says in verse 15 and 16, as for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field, for the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and its place knows it no more. And I was thinking about 2020, and um, it's gone. You know, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> Whatever, however you're looking at 2020, it's gone. Just like 2019's gone, 2018's gone. And you can, some of you, you can go back further than others. But, but they're gone. And those, that time, we don't get that time back. And so I, I think, just been thinking this week, man, I want to be a grateful person. And, and not just be a grateful person, but ex, one who expresses thanks, who expresses uh, gratefulness. And uh, I want to, I don't even, I don't think Bob, did anybody see Bob and Libby this morning? They might be, they might be watching online. If you're watching online this morning, I want to say thank you to Bob Ayers who came in this week and he stained the new baptismal and he polyed it. And uh, Bob, you did a great job. It looks great. So I'm going to give a public thanks to Bob. But Psalm 100, another Psalm I was reading, I'm going to read the whole Psalm. It says, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. What do you have to be thankful for this morning? We've got a lot. Why don't you, did we do this last week? I feel like I'm old. Forgive me. I think we did it first service, but not second service. Turn to the person beside you. We didn't do this second service. I know first service did it. I think my memory's coming back. Turn to the person beside you and tell them what you're thankful for. We've got, we've got a lot to be thankful for. And this morning, um, like I said, I'm thankful for just so many of the ministries here at the church. Uh, thankful for, for two that are following the Lord in baptism this morning. Thankful for those who are coming into membership. So I'm, as, as Pastor Jerry used to say, I'm like Forrest, I'm done. Uh, but we're not done yet this morning. And I'm gonna pray. Uh, I've asked Lola Peck, she's gonna come and just give a, a testimony of thanksgiving about what the Lord's been doing in the cottage ministry this year. And then uh, we're gonna move on to the baptism and in uh, the membership. Heavenly Father, 
We do have so much to be thankful for. Lord, I pray that as we came uh, into this room this morning, we did it with thanksgiving and that we did it with praise on our lips. Lord, we uh, just thank, thank you for the way that you're at work in our midst, in our lives. Lord, uh, thank you that you would use us as broken vessels uh, to be used of you to accomplish your purposes here on earth. And uh, Lord, as we just continue this morning to uh, thank you for the way that you're at work in our lives, uh, Lord, I pray that uh, we would truly have um, just an attitude, a perspective of thanksgiving in life, uh, because you have done so much for us, beginning with our salvation, has been sung about today already. Uh, Lord, just thank you uh, for, for loving us. Thank you for uh, moving in our lives, and we just uh, want to continue to thank you as we uh, continue in the service this morning. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.